Hello everyone and welcome to the Knit Chat. My name is Claudia and I will be talking about knitting, fiber arts, spinning, crocheting, all the things that inspire me in the fiber world. This is an audio podcast, so be free to put on your headphones, go take a walk with your dog, or maybe knit on something a little bit more complex than just stocking at stitch. You can be doing your house chores. It is something that you can listen to without having to watch. Yes, there is video. And if you are on YouTube right now, you're seeing my face, which maybe you won't. Maybe you want to, maybe you don't, I don't know, but it is meant to be listenable. So I won't be showing patterns. I won't be showing stitches. I won't be showing colors. I will be strictly talking about knitting. Today is the first episode. So I'm just going to be chatting a little bit about things I wish I knew when I started knitting because I get a lot of people asking me, questions asking me things about their journey with knitting they're barely starting or maybe they're intermediate level or maybe they're they haven't started yet and they want to start and they know me as um in the french community clotrico which is a channel all about learning how to knit and um i share a lot of my knowledge on that channel um and they they have questions that basically are the same for most people and are the questions that I also asked myself uh, at the beginning of my knitting journey. So I want to chat a little bit about it and I want you to reflect or think about what it is that you are thinking about if you're a beginner or what it is that you wish you knew when you were a beginner if you are not a beginner. And uh, please feel free if you're on the YouTube channel right now to leave comments on um, what I'm talking about, because I'm curious to know what what your thoughts are on these particular subjects. So the first, the first thing I want to say to a new knitter or to me as a new knitter is um, your projects are never, ever, <laughs> ever, ever going to be 100% perfect. And that is beautiful. Um, I've knit so many things. I've knit over like hundreds and hundreds of things. I've knit hats and sweaters and I've knit my wedding dress. (laughs) And none of those things are perfect. I can very much, if if I look at every single project, I will find something that might be a mistake or it might be something that I wish I had done a little bit uh, differently or it can be a choice of fiber that might not be the best for that kind of project but what I want you to think of is those projects are unique they're beautiful on their own and even if there is a mistake in that project that mistake has a story and so when I look at my wedding dress and I see uh, the neckline in the back that's kind of pulling in because it is a the the, the garment closes in the back with the with pearl buttons and somehow I wish I had done the collar a little bit higher so it wouldn't pull um, when I look at it I don't see it as you know a defect or something that could have been more beautiful what I see is a picture uh, of me and my husband looking in each other's eyes and you can see the dress from the back and you can see me from the back and all I see is you know 
the happy moments that we shared. And those things are very precious. Um, I can also think about all the times that I, you know, restarted projects because there was mistakes. And some of them are, might be too big to disregard. But some of them are just so small or even so subtle that obviously when you have your nose in that project, <laughs> you can see it a lot. But when you back away from it, that little mistake gets lost in the rest of the project and becomes part of the project. And most people will never even notice. I can tell you, most people don't even think that I've knitted my own sweaters uh, before I start talking about the fact that I'm a knitter. So even though those projects to me don't look necessarily professionally finished, people see them as something that they could have bought maybe in a store. Um, is that a positive? Is that a negative? I don't really know because some of them are very unique and I, I really um, sometimes wish people would see them for what they are, which is hundreds and hundreds of hours of work. Um, but I digress. That's not necessarily the point of what I'm saying. What I'm saying is no project will be 100% perfect, but take the time to appreciate what you're putting into it and the effort and stop um, thinking that because your project has a mistake, it has to be you know, put to the side or it has to be started again. You have to have this discussion with yourself on um, all these hours that I put into this garment or, you know, sock or whoops, whatever it is. Um, is that mistake going to devalue all of that? And generally, I would say it doesn't. It doesn't. It makes it really special. So that's one thing. Um, I can tell the my younger self and, and the person that started knitting, you know, more than it's now probably around 15 years ago that I will most likely have to start over something again in, in most most projects and I will have to rip back and that's the second thing I want to talk about is you don't have to start from the beginning every time you make a mistake I see it so often in um, in questions when people make mistakes they are very you know, prone to like ripping everything and starting from scratch. And I get those comments all the time. Claudia, I made a mistake. I took everything off the needle and ripped back and I'm starting over. I would say the only reason to start over completely is if the sizing is completely wrong. If the sizing is wrong and things don't fit from the get-go, then yes, you have to start over. Sure. But if you have a mistake anywhere, mostly anywhere, you can either fix that mistake alone, that, that one little mistake can be fixable, and a little Google search um, will find you a bunch of tutorials on how to fix mistakes. Or you can be um, ripping back to the point of the mistake, which means that you can put a lifeline and then people often say, yes, but I forgot to put a lifeline and now I don't have a lifeline, so I can't. Wrong. You can put a lifeline in your knitting afterwards. You can always go back and run a thread through the stitches that um, mark where 
you want to like keep that part of the work and rip back to that area. All those things I'm talking about, I have tutorials on them in French. And I know that not everyone speaks French, but sometimes just visual can help you. Um, eventually, I do plan on making more tutorials in English on my channel. And I'm hoping it's something that you will appreciate as well. That being said, don't rip out things because there is a mistake. Most mistakes are fixable. That's another thing I wish I knew when I started and I hope everybody now knows. Another very important things, thing is that the yarn you purchase cannot, will not be ruined by knitting it. So knit it. A lot of people want to wait for the perfect project or they want to wait to be better at something in order to buy a yarn that they think is maybe more valuable, more luxury, more expensive. I'm not saying you only have to knit with expensive yarns, but if there is a yarn that you really love and you think is so beautiful, but you don't knit it because you are scared to make mistakes and to not give it its give it its proper, you know, time to shine, I would say just just pick it up from your shelf and knit it because loving what you knit makes you knit better and makes you love what you're making that much more. So if you love something, knit it. And then if you are not satisfied, if it's not giving the result that you were hoping, you can always rip it back and make something else. That's the beauty of knitting. I can tell you that I am scared, scared to learn how to sew because <laughs> there is no way I'm cutting into fabric. If I cut into fabric and I make a mistake, I feel like I'm done. I'm, I probably don't have enough, you know, knowledge of, of sewing and I probably could do something with that fabric if I mess up but to me putting scissors in fabric is really scary whereas yarn and wool you just you knit 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 you make knots 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 and then you undo it if it doesn't work and then you can reuse it unless you're like cutting a stick into a project you can reuse that yarn even Five years later, that sweater doesn't fit my style anymore. I don't really love it. You could decide to undo it and reuse that yarn. So there is really no way that you can ruin a yarn by knitting it. So just knit it and appreciate it. Having quality material to work with is something that is such a joy and brings you so much fun in your everyday making. I can already say that if I had to knit with the same wool or, or, or yarn or needles and make the same pattern every single day, I would I would stop. I, I would get bored and I would probably stop knitting altogether because the beauty of knitting for me is feeling those different fibers in between my hands and doing those different stitches and working those patterns with different yarns and all the variety you can never have knit all the yarns. And that to me is beautiful. But um, don't wait to be ready to use the yarn in order to use the yarn. Same thing goes for um, techniques. Do not wait to be ready to do a technique 
in order to do that technique because you will never do it. It is time now to go find a technique that seems exciting and interesting and try it. It is always time to try it. Go find yourself a pattern that people say is simple and easy. Go find yourself a tutorial to follow if you're really, you know, scared of the actual technique. But you will never learn how to do it until you do it. And you'll fail. And then you'll do it again. And then you might fail again. But then you'll know if one, is it worth it to keep trying? Do you like it enough? Or two, um, do you... Are there things that you're missing in the explanations that would make this easier? Do you need to follow a a class in order to get this technique down? Or maybe you'll just start and it will work. And you'll wonder why you waited so long to try it because it's not that complicated, generally. (laughs) So that's what I want to tell you. That's what I want to tell myself when I was starting. I can now say with confidence, I am not scared of anything in knitting. Nothing at all. There are techniques that I haven't tried yet, but it's not because I'm scared. It's because there's so many techniques to try. So some have not tried because I haven't had the time yet, or some I haven't tried because they don't just generally not appeal to me possibly. But it is worth trying all the things that you're curious about, even if you're a beginner, even if, yeah, even if, just just try it. I also want to say to you, because that's something that I struggle with, all the yarn that is available out there, there will be more. There'll always be more and you'll always be able to get most things that you want right now but are not ready to, you know, knit. I'm saying that because I see a lot of yarn out there that I I want. I want it. It's beautiful. The colors are amazing. Uh, I want to try this texture. I want to try this, you know, fiber. I want to try this new company all of those things. And uh, I have too much yarn. I have too much yarn. I cannot knit it all. I don't think that even if I could like sit down and start knitting right now and knit, you know, 12 hours a day, I would not knit all the yarn I have until I'm very, very old. So all that beautiful yarn is sitting on my shelves. And A lot of it by now, I've grown past. I saw it, I purchased it, I wanted it, I wanted to knit with it, I had ideas for patterns. And now time has gone and I've I've purchased more and I've, you know, it's quick. Purchasing takes no time. (laughs) Knitting it takes a lot of time. So um, I've learned to calm myself down a little bit when there's something that I see that I truly truly adore and I've started thinking a lot more um, about exactly what it is that excites me in that yarn and basically shifting my thought process by thinking about what it is that I want to make when you know what you want to make 
and you have some sort of idea when you'd be able to cast it on, it gives you a purpose for buying yarn. And so you are less uh, likely to see, to, to be a little bit squirrely and be like, oh, beautiful yarn, I'll buy it. Oh, another beautiful yarn, buy it. Another beautiful yarn. Because there's always going to be more beautiful yarn. And there's always going to be those options. So um, I have an example and that might not be the best example because I went out and I bought yarn like literally the second I saw the pattern. But I'm also going to cast on this pattern probably today. I saw a beautiful dress, a crocheted dress, summer dress online, and it spoke to my soul right away. It's called the Maria dress by um, the Tinderbox, I think is her uh, name on Instagram and um, and on, on her website. And uh, I had to have it. I had to make it. I went to my local yarn store and I bought a cotton linen blend to make that dress. And I'm pretty sure it's, yeah, it's going to be on my crochet hooks as soon as it comes out, which is tonight, I believe. But now, because I did that, it's great. That yarn's going to be crocheted into something, like, really soon. But it also pushed it aside all the other things that I thought, mm, maybe I could knit this from from my stash or I have this thing in my stash that I want to knit. And so all the older things that are, you know, older, get less exciting, less in the moment um, needed, let's say. And so it, it, it's sleeping in on my shelves. Um also, I have beautiful yarns that I have no idea what pattern I could make with it. And I purchased them because I thought they were pretty. And I didn't think ahead. And I didn't know the amount of yardage I needed. Or I didn't know if I, it was going to work for a certain kind of pattern. And now it's there. And it takes a lot of time in my brain. <laughs> I spent so many hours thinking about what I could make with which yarn. Whereas when I have a pattern that I know I want... It might change over time, but if I buy that yarn for that particular project, I know I'll have enough for this kind of project, right? If I see a beautiful, I don't know, raglan sweater that's in a DK weight and that uses, I don't know, uh, yeah, uh, a fingering and a mohair held together. And I go to a store and I buy the actual amount I need for that raglan sweater. Maybe I won't put it on my needles right now. Maybe I plan on putting it on my needles maybe in the next like three months after I finished a few projects or whatever. And then maybe by that time, other patterns come out and I like them better. It's great because I have enough yarn for a raglan sweater and they're generally going to take the same amount of yarn. So it doesn't matter which project exactly, but if I have a general idea. Am I going to knit with it? Am I going to crochet with it? Am I going to make a garment? Am I going to make a shawl? Am I going to make a dress? And where does it fit into my style? How am I going to style it? All those things make it so I have way less FOMO about buying yarn. So when I see really beautiful yarn online and I feel that pull, that, that I really want this, it's so pretty, then I 
dial it back a bit and I go, wait a second, is that something I could purchase later? Like, is, is it something unique to the point that I will never, ever see anything that looks like this ever in my life? And generally, the answer is no. Um, will I ever, ever see something? Generally, the answer is yes. <laughs> and so I know I'll see it again. So why am I kind of pushing myself to purchase this yarn right now when it's I'm going to find something similar later on. And I might even find something I like better later on. Just little things to think about. Um, this whole podcast might be a little rambly. I'm going like to a bunch of different things. And it's kind of off the top of my head. And it's not scripted. I did not write things down. I've been thinking about it. But I didn't write anything down. It's really just... a things for you to think about and to um, bounce you know thoughts upon each other um, there will be podcast episodes where I'll be talking about more uh, particular things so if you have subjects in particular that you would like for me to discuss in the podcast please let me know I would love to make a knit chat about your questions your struggles your ideas your positives your whatever it is um the next knit chat is going to be very exciting because i'm going to have special guests um so stay tuned for that i really do hope that while i was talking about general knitting concepts <laughs> i really hope that you found yourself somewhere in there and uh i hope it makes you want to come back to this podcast and have a little chat with me have a great day happy knitting <laughs>